Next on BYU Sports Nation, the key to continued success for BYU basketball. Is the door unlocked with more Yoli or more TJ? Plus, Yoli Childs is not getting any love from ESPN as an NBA prospect. Why it's awesome. Huh? And an injury update for BYU football. How much does one guy getting healthy help the Cougars against the other Broncos in Boise? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Tuesday, December 11th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU TV's version of the Schwab. Jerem Jordan. Blah, blah, blah. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. You're 24. It's been a long road to get to You've uh, been 24. 24 for a few years now. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, man. Thank you. Yeah. Much appreciated. Yeah. It feels all the better when those sound effects play in the, my ear and over the airwaves. Yeah. Well, it's, now it's official. Just a taste of what home will be like when you get there. Now it's official. Where are, my, where are my balloons and gifts, Jerem? Uh, my presence <laughs> is a present. I kid. To you. I kid. Here is today's birthday I'm show lineup. <laughs> Zach Selyus, the third leading scorer for BYU against Utah, had his first career dunk in an actual game. He can dunk. He's 6'7". Why he's ready to break out going forward and what he's chasing Yoli Childs in statistically, that's in 15 minutes. Lauren McLean will join us in 30 minutes for Between the Lines. It's another edition of Har and Lar. I like it. Har and Lar is back. Hooping it up. And Jerem goes one-on-one with Sione Takitaki in 40 minutes. What are his expectations for the bowl game? And is he going to wear a different number for the bowl game? Because that was out there floating around. Yeah, he's, uh, he wore 12 in practice yesterday, so I asked him about it. Mm. Well, the mystery remains a mystery for now. But we have today's headlines. BYU football into week number two of bowl game practices. The Cougars now 10 days away from a famous Idaho Potato Bowl showdown with Western Michigan on December 21st. Head coach Kalani Satake hopes to have at least one key player back from injury in Boise. There's a lot of guys that are still in the mix, so uh, we'll see. But as far as injuries and all that stuff go, we're still uh, we're feeling good about Lopini being on the field again. Um, uh, not so good about Isaiah, but we'll see uh, how it looks this next week. Uh, yes, to Lopinia. Lopinia, we'll take it, man. It, Lopinia is where the area where he lives. Yes, Lopini from Lopinia. Yeah. If BYU has a full arsenal, you got to feel good about their chances. Yeah, Isaiah Kafusi was in a, like a cast recently, so I don't, I, ex- I don't expect, expect him to play. Him to play. Nope. Uh, more on Lopini Kato coming up. Yoli Childs is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Childs averaged 31 points and 9 rebounds against Utah State and Utah. And Childs was also named the National Player of the Week by March Madness. So that's two National Player of the Week nods for Yoli Childs. A former National Player of the Year for BYU, Jimmer Fredette dropped 41 points, grabbed six rebounds, and shared the ball for seven assists. Tis the season to give in a 90-67 win for the Shanghai Sharks. 
Jimmer also had six steals in the game. He continues to lead the CBA in steals at now 3.6 per game. And BYU Gymnastics begins the season ranked 24th in the Women's Collegiate Gymnastics Association preseason poll. Cougars open the season January 11th, just around the corner, at home against 5th-ranked Utah. All rise and shout. Even those in Lopinia, it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Potato Bowl fun fact. We're 10 days away from BYU and Western Michigan. Okay. In a game that CBS's Tom Fornelli ranked 39th out of 39 bowl games. And then said would finish in an 86-84 multiple overtime thriller because he's jinxed it. I can tell you this much. If that game becomes a track meet... BYU needs a full arsenal of running backs. We just heard Kalani Satake say they feel good about Lopini Katoa's chances of getting back on the field. If he can play for BYU in the bowl game, Jerem, what does it mean for the Cougars? I think it's a big deal because he's BYU's leading touchdown scorer. He has nine touchdowns, eight rushing, one receiving. Uh, His last game was a great one, 19 carries, 155 yards, four touchdowns against New Mexico State. BYU freshman record on those touchdowns. Who knows if BYU beats Utah if Lopini Katoa is healthy and in that game, but I I certainly think it would have helped a lot. Perhaps BYU wins the game if they can rush the ball a little better. And then you couple that with what appears to be the return of Squally Canada as well, and we're looking at BYU's top two running backs who have combined for 835 rushing yards, healthy, we hope, and uh, potentially in the game against uh, Western Michigan. This would be good for BYU. I'm, I'm feeling good about Lopini. Uh, if he can play for the Cougars. Hey, fancy that. You bring back the leading touchdown scorer and a versatile running back, and your chances get better. I like this logic. BYU has a rushing attack, if Lopini plays, that features different skill sets. It's about how he does it. Squally Canada is a north and south guy. Lopini has that wiggle, that shake, and he's good catching the ball out of the backfield. You got to have it. More options, more unknown for the defense, more touchdowns. More success. It is a no-duh thing. Yes, Lopini Katoa helps BYU and gives them, I think, an exponentially better chance of beating Western Michigan because they have to account for more, specifically from the run game. And if we've learned one thing, Jeff Grimes likes to utilize his running backs. Yeah, if you can't run the ball, you can't win unless you're Washington State. Like, they're the exception to the rule. Everyone else, you got to be able to rush. Squally Canada, by the way, tremendous September, right? 4.9 yards per carry, five touchdowns, 335 rushing yards. Since then, 77 rushing yards. He's been hurt. He's missed three games. He's been out. He's been ineffective. It'd be nice to see Squally Canada in his final game as a Cougar show up, play well, and for BYU to get a win. Because did you realize Squally Canada's top 20 in career rushing yards, BYU? Pretty crazy, right? Didn't realize that. The squall fence was rolling in September. The squall fence against Wisconsin was dope, man. Hey, BYU Hoops is on a two-game winning streak after wins last week against Utah State and Utah. Yoli Childs is a National and Conference Player of the Week, but let me inquire of you this question. Who is more important to the success of BYU Hoops, Yoli Childs or TJ Haas? Man, I like them both, but clearly to me it's Yoli Childs. If he doesn't play well... BYU doesn't win. In fact, in three of the four BYU losses, Childs has shot under 50%. He averages almost 56% from the field for the season. So in three of the four losses, under 50, when he shoots well and plays well, BYU wins. Think Nevada and Houston. Yoli had identical stat lines in those two games. Seven for 15 shooting, 16 points. 
didn't have as much of him in two of BYU's biggest games, and the Cougars dropped one of those. Not surprisingly to Nevada, they're a top six team. You should lose that game. But Houston at home, Houston's, that one hurts. No, Houston's undefeated still. Houston's that one hurts really in good, Provo. Man. We had Houston in Provo, and Yoli didn't play well, and that hurt BYU's chances. So I think he's got to hit his season averages for BYU to have the best chance to win a basketball game. Houston's Houston's 8-0, 36th in Ken Palm. They're really good. To me, the answer is TJ Haas, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. TJ Haas is shooting 26% better from the field in wins versus losses. 26 is a big number, okay? So in wins and losses, the points per game is not very different. It's 1.9, okay? But the difference is that TJ Haas has to shoot more, okay? So... To me, the key is TJ. Yoli's been pretty consistent. He's uh, 59% shooting and wins. He's 50% losses. That's a significant difference. Which is, you know, 9% is not as big as 26, But right? when you're the guy taking the most shots, 9% is then multiplied that much more. How, yeah, how many more shots has Yoli taken than TJ? Let's look. And the 187 to 125. So, yeah, he is taking more shots. To me, it's TJ, though. If TJ's off, no chance. If Yoli... If Yoli's been consistent, he's been the most consistent piece. To me, it's T.J. House. Obviously, it takes more than just those two guys. You needed Zach Selyus, who we'll talk to later, to show up. You needed Josh Shear Hardnett, you know, in a couple of games to to be really good. Um, and they ha- and when they have been, when they've had a third guy, it's been good. This is where Nick Emery can come in, by the way. Nick Emery can assert himself, start to assert himself a little more. I would see a lot of Nick Wednesday, and then we'll see at you know uh, at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, down the street from Thomas and Mack, how much more Nick Emery can insert himself. But Yoli Childs, TJ House, if BYU wants to sniff the NCAA tournament, they've got to have, actually have like four a, dudes show up. They've got to have yeah. at least a big three. Yeah. At right least now it's a big two. a big three. And it is Yoli and TJ right now that have been the most consistent as the big two. I imagine that Nick Emery will slide into the starting lineup, but I could see a situation where if he's not as effective as a scorer, that he's just a defensive spark, make a three, he'll have his games in double figures off the bench, but I would like to see Nick Emery in the starting lineup at some point. That means that he's one of the top five players on the team. Who he is, should be. Yeah, who is more important to the success of BYU Hoops, Yoli or TJ? The answer is yes. Nick, the answer is Nick Emery. <laughs> is Yoli Childs, by the way, who has scored 31 points in his last three games. It's weird that it's exactly 31. The governor kicks in at 31, apparently, for Yoli <laughs> Childs. Is it weird that he didn't show up on an ESPN Top 100 NBA Prospects list? And let me further that question. Is it a good or bad thing for BYU that he hasn't shown up on the most recent edition of ESPN's Top 100 NBA Prospects? This is fantastic. I'm so happy. Here's why. I want Yoli Childs to stay for a senior season. I don't want him to jump after this year. The last two seasons, BYU's best player has left not to play in the NBA, but to play overseas. I don't want to see this after this season with Yoli Childs. Come to BYU, stay until you're an NBA player, and if you're not, stay all four years. I, w- I would hope that's the case. If he bounces, he bounces. He, he, his interests are going to be his interest, right? But my interests are BYU's interests, which is for BYU to win. And Yoli Childs is a fantastic player, one of the best players that's ever played here. It's really fun to watch him play. It's fun to watch him dunk on Utah. Like, those are some lasting memories, right? So, I... He has he listen like three games isn't going to just put you on this list. Yoli Childs has a little ways to go to make the top one hundred. And guess what? It's just hard to play in the NBA. You can be Jimmer Fredette and score, you know, forty fifty a game in China, 
and there's still not a spot for you apparently on an NBA roster. It is hard to play in the league. So you're only not showing up on a top 100. A little surprised. I thought he'd sneak in there. I thought he'd be in there. But um, hopefully Yoli Childs plays all four years here. The good news for Yoli is this is one list, and there are one list. several lists that are produced. And guess what? A lot of NBA scouts don't care what ESPN thinks about the top 100 NBA. Although they do have a good board of panelists and analysts that can kind of pick out who is the best of the best in the college game, but it's one list, and it's early. And if Yoli continues to be a guy that scores 25 or 30 a night, oh, if he's, he's going to show he, up in a hurry. If he finishes the season like this, which is not, like this is some of the best he's going to play, it's going to regress a little bit, let's be honest. Let, listen to me, right now, Yoli Child is not a top 60 prospect. He's not a draft pick right now. He could become that. I mean, if he continues to play well, if he shoots 40% from three, yeah, he's going to get serious looks, and that would be great for him. But what I don't want is there to be this culture of guys leaving BYU early to not play in the NBA, to play overseas. Why not stay an extra year? The overseas contract will be there. Win. Beat Gonzaga. Like, win a league title. BYU hasn't done these things. Go to the tourney. Do these things. I want Yoli Childs to be well into this top 100 list. And I don't care if it's in his junior year or his senior year, because if he is well into this list, then things are going really well for him and for BYU basketball. Absolutely. You can have the best of both worlds. It doesn't have to be you alone on this island go overseas and play. Like, can you – I tweeted this out, uh, was it last week with Nick Emery on Wednesday? I said, this was the projected starting lineup um, the last time Nick Emery played, and it was TJ Haas, Nick Emery, Elijah Bryant, Yoli Childs, and Eric Mika. They were all freshmen and sophomores, NIT one and done against UT Arlington. That team could be playing together this season. Then what? Then you feel like BYU's got a legit chance not just to make the NCAA yeah. tournament, but to win a game, maybe two. Who knows? Reopen that wound, pour some lemon juice in it, baby. Yeah. My point is I would prefer that Yoli Childs stay next season, play with the Cougars, and that this team grows all together and makes the NCAA tournament this and or next year. Yeah, I again, I, I don't know for Yoli's sake because I know how much he cares about getting to the NBA, and that is the dream, and that is clearly the goal. Absolutely. And I think he will get a good shot at getting into the NBA. I don't know if it happens after his junior season or potentially after his senior season, but if he's in the conversation and he's well into this top 100 list, whenever, at any point, it's, it's a good thing because it means good things for him and good thing for BYU basketball. And you probably need to be in the top 50 to feel like you're going to be drafted. Top 100 ain't no thing. There are only two rounds. Our question of the day, who's more important to the success of BYU basketball, Yoli Childs or TJ Haas? Time to hear from you and go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at air underscore Rick 515 on Instagram. TJ Haas, he elevated the people around him by throwing all of those assists. Easier for Yoli and everyone else to score when he's on the floor. He's plus 25 in assist turnover ratio. So that's good. It's more than two to one. So nicely done. Nicely done. At Colonel underscore James 83 on Twitter. TJ, while Yoli will still get his points, teams are going to start double teaming him, forcing another player to step up. When TJ hits his shots, then that makes it harder for opponents to continue the double team strategy. Yeah, if I'm a, a three-point shooter on BYU's team right now, I'm getting ready. 
Because that's exactly right. That's going to start to happen. Now, Portland State will not ha- be as effective, per se, as maybe UNLV, and UNLV struggled a little bit. San Diego State's going to be the game where we see, okay, can, can Yoli Childs continue to evolve, and can other guys step up? Zach Selyus was needed. He was really needed on Saturday, and he played really well. Coming up, Har and Lara back. They hit the basketball court to show campus what's up. Okay. And next, what's the best part about beating the Utes? Zach Selyus would know because he just did it. He joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. There's no wrong answer to that question. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, watch or listen to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, Coach Rose, Don Nixon, and Quincy Lewis join Greg Rubel to discuss Cougar Hoops and what a week it was last week. It's tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Also, reserve your seat on BYUCougars.com slash Rose Show. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the podcast or watch the show by going to BYUSN.com. Not org, right, Jerem? BYUSN.com. Well, it redirects. Okay, so yeah. you can go to either. .org makes it sound like it's 1998. Experience yeah, so. BYU Sports Nation whenever you want. Our question of the day. Who's more important to the success of BYU basketball, Yoli Childs or TJ Haas? I'll take both for 500, Alex. At Take a Seat 591 says, no question, TJ. If TJ has a good night, the whole team has a good night. Yoli is generally consistent. I don't worry about Yoli having a bad night. Hashtag BYUSN. Yeah, the stats have played out that if TJ shoots the ball well, that generally that's led to victories. Now, it's not that simple. We understand. But if uh, you know one of the big two there uh, have a good night, that's always a good thing. Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I promise you this. If Zach Selyus dunks the basketball, it's a BYU win. is winning Un- the game. Undefeated all which time. Which is exactly what yeah. happened against Utah on Saturday. And Zach Selyus joins us now in Studio B. Zach, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And congratulations on your dunk, man. <laughs> yeah, first time. That was your first yeah. dunk at BYU, right? Yeah, since freshman year exhibition game. Okay, yes. yeah. So officially on yeah, the tally. Officially, right? yeah. yeah. Now, what's awesome is there was a photo that I, I thought until yesterday was the bench reaction to Yoli's dunk. It was actually to your dunk. Yeah, well, was a little cooler. <laughs> <laughs> we can debate that yeah. later. Um, but the reaction of your teammates was really genuine, and it was awesome. What, what did that mean to you to have them react so strongly? And, and are you lightly offended that they reacted that strongly to you dunking? You're like, I'm 6'7", of course I can dunk. Um, I usually don't get that close to the rim, so it was kind of nice to have you know, people supporting me with that, but... No, it was cool. No, it was a fun game, a lot of energy, and so it was just natural to have that much emotion. And you know, yeah, that was my dunk, but Yoli's dunk was wow, amazing. So you know, it's kind of hats off to them. Hey, two dunks for the win: one from Yoli, one from Zach, in a 15-point win over Utah. I'd also like to compliment your holiday wardrobe today. Zach. Look at this! Oh, yeah. Look at this Christmas sweater, man. Christmas. Where did you get this thing? I got it from my brother. And Ace? Yep. We have matching ones, and it's from our favorite TV show, Friends. <laughs> nice. So, I know that your t- favorite TV show is Friends. Yeah. And you know how I know that? BYU basketball at Dave Rose. Yeah. You were the three in the key guy last week. Yeah. 
It's, it's no a one great guessed, show. No one guessed that your uh, favorite TV show was Friends. They all thought oh, The no. Office. Yeah. <laughs> you seem like your an teammates office. need yeah. to do yeah. their homework, Zach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zach Selyus with us on BYU Sports Nation, BYU basketball forward, coming off a couple of big wins against Utah and Utah State. What's the best part about beating Utah? Um, Probably just that in-state rivalry, you know. You just growing up in Salt Lake and kind of in Ute territory, you know, you have all those fans and everyone that's kind of cheering against you or, you know, just you grow up in that red kind of country. And so being Utah kind of, you know, I was like, all right, like it's it's BYU. Like, you know, they're the best. So BYU is on top. And so it's kind of fun to have that and to have that edge over Utah. Did you feel the added weight of the football team lost Utah? So we needed that win in basketball. That meant something to the fan base. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We we all watched it as a team that football game, and we were, you know, kind of sad and you no, know, but we were like, all right, now this means we got to beat Utah, and so it worked. On behalf of Cougar Nation, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Zach. When you watch that first three point shot go down, or maybe just even your first shot of a game, what does that do for the confidence of a shooter? It, you know, it makes the rim look like it's huge. You know, you just, you feel like, you know, every shot's going to go in now. And once that, once your first shot goes in, no matter if you miss the first 10, you know, once one goes in, you're like, all right, yep, next one's always in. Like, it's it's going down. 50% three-point shooting from you as a freshman, 29% last year. You're up 6% this year. So what's the key to effective three-point shooting for you? Um, it's just confidence, you know, to be able to go out and have a mindset that like, all right, like I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make, you know, every shot possible. And if I miss it, it's all right. Then I'm going to just keep shooting it until you know, I feel comfortable. You know, it's just all about that confidence to be able to go in there and believe in yourself. Love the shooter's mentality. Zach Salyas with us on BYU Sports Nation. How would you explain your role on this team? Um... That's a that's a hard one because you know, we have so many great talent on this team. You know, it's just kind of about you know, winning. You know, anything that you can do to help your team win, and so whether that's you know playing defense or just getting a rebound or you know and trying to get a steal for an extra possession. You know, that's all kind of my role is to be able to go out there and just make plays to help our team win, basically. You're a steal and dunk guy. That's what you do, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fast breaks. And like, there's 3 and D guys, and there's steal and dunk guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yoli Childs has scored 31 in three straight games. Um, what has changed for him, in your opinion? I think he's just, the game has slowed down for him. You know, it just becomes so natural. Everything that he does, he just, when he gets a ball, he knows he can make a play. And if that double team comes, he's you know, willing to pass it out and give it, other people but when that double team's not there you know he's able to score and it's hard to stop him and so he's very confident you know just so easy going and so it's it's becoming all natural to him now he's shooting six percent higher from three than you he, that can't happen right like you gotta outshoot him yeah you know he has a little bit less shots but <laughs> <laughs> it's early volume, in the season hey, right, volume, Zach? Yeah. Volume. i'll always side with the shooter because <laughs> yeah. i was that guy so i totally get it really nice <laughs> <laughs> oh settle down you were the steal and dunk guy too i thought I, uh, no no never <laughs> you were the, the steal guy. guy oh goodness <laughs> uh zach when you look at what happened in that players meeting on monday 
I, I like getting the different perspectives from all of the different players on how they felt walking out of that meeting. How did you feel walking out of that players-only meeting before the Utah State and Utah games? Um, I felt like I was going out there for everyone else, for the team. You know, instead of kind of going out there for yourself, trying to you know, kind of get through the day like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this and get better at this. Instead, it was like, all right, as a team, we're going to get better at this today and we're going to keep like striving to like get better defensively, get better offensively. And as a team, we'll grow together instead of individually kind of growing. And so I think that's what most people came out of that meeting like. Do you think on, on uh, Wednesday when you played Utah State and then Saturday, do you think if you didn't have that players-only meeting that you would have had the games you had? Do you think it was necessary to, to communicate in that way? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's always helpful to communicate and to be on the same page with everyone. And so once we had that, I think that's what you know, gave that spark, you know, to be able to go out there and we had more energy, more enthusiasm to go out there and play for each other and play as a team and basically play BYU basketball. And let's not bury the lead. You played your old uh, Bountiful Brave teammate in high school, Sam Merrill. Wednesday was an incredible performance as well. Uh, What went into that? Because defensively, you guys were locked in. Yeah, no, Sam's a great player and always has been. And this year he's playing great. And so we just had that defensive mentality that we need to stop him to be able to stop the rest of our team because he's making plays for everyone and – so that's kind of that was our focus is, you know, offense will come. It's just about defense, stopping them, doing what we need to to, you know, make sure that they don't get going and then we'll get going on offense. What's that relationship like with Sam in the middle of a game and then after the game? <laughs> um, in the middle of the game, it's you're kind of like enemies. But after the game, you know, it's, you know, good job. See you next year kind of thing. So it's... We've always we've grown up together. We you know, always battled. We always played one on one together. We played on the same team, and so we kind of just have that relationship that when it's on the court, just leave it on the court, and then off the court, it'll we'll always be friends. When did short shorts become a thing for you? And is that an homage to your boy Larry Bird? <laughs> uh, kind of. I don't know. It kind of started in high school, but it was just. Just always a thing, very superstitious, and so I always got to keep it going. So, so when you first wore them, it it went well. So you've kept them since. Yep, Is that what you're saying. Yes. Mm. Hey, who wears short shorts? Zach Sellers. Yeah, but shorts. let's be honest. In 2018, you wear the tights under. Otherwise, it it'd be a little different, right? Yeah, probably. You're not going just straight short shorts, are you? Ever? Nah, uh, I mean sometimes. <laughs> He's, his Again, fashion like, options like, are open. Like man. one game against Pacific or something. I want you to go like just straight, no tights. You just straight short shorts. Let's go. Your older sister Nancy uh, played in the Mountain West Conference at BYU. Here's how old we are. We were at BYU when yes. she was playing. We're <laughs> yes, so old. Yes, man. that was my first beat covering BYU sports was BYU women's basketball featuring the likes of Nancy Selyus. Um, so she forged some nice rivalries on the Mountain West Conference. You don't play in the Mountain West Conference, but you play UNLV and San Diego State this week. Um, well, San Diego State next week. Sorry, n- next week. Because those opponents you grew up watching your sister play against, does it carry any added weight for you? Um, not really. When my sister played, I was like five years old. <laughs> and so 
I don't really remember that much, so... We're being aged. <laughs> Feel so old right now. <laughs> Feel so old right now. Uh, Portland State on Wednesday. Uh, Barrett Puree, a guy from Payson, uh, you know, some local ties that way. But um, what, what's the key against Portland State to kind of keep this winning streak going now? Uh, just go out with that same mentality that we had the past two games. You know, that, you know, we're going to go out there and we're going to you know, basically play as a team, play with all the energy that we had and kind of keep that same enthusiasm that we're doing each game, you know, playing for each other, kind of, you know, getting after, you know, defensively to be able to just lead to fast breaks offensively. And so we're just kind of going out there and playing with a lot of emotion, a lot of energy and just keep this going. Zach, I know you're super stoked that Netflix is going to carry Friends for the next few years. <laughs> yeah, they were going to cancel, right? That was yeah. that was a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Uh, so before you go, uh, a couple things. One, what's your favorite episode of Friends? My favorite episode is, oh man, there's so many good ones. Um, I don't have a favorite episode, but season seven is my favorite season. So if you know, you want to start and you want to just like feel it. Season seven's the best. Seven, okay. <laughs> Lucky seven. Good, it is. good to know. All Let's right. give you the BYU Sports Nation karma and for your finals. I think finals begin what Friday or something. Yeah. So yeah. good. Good luck in that. Yeah. Uh, Appreciate it. That's harder than uh, maybe any game you'll play. Yeah. Yeah, and here's the karma is also to be used so that you can shoot a better three point percentage than Yoli because that's. It's going to happen. Yeah, he's yeah. shooting forty-one percent. So yeah, let's go. Uh, do you mind signing our flag? Would that yeah, be all right? Of course. Okay, sweet. Go ahead. Zach Selya signing the flag in Studio B. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Zach. Coming up, did Sione Takitaki change his jersey number for the bowl game? My conversation with him after practice. And on the way, Lauren McLean goes between the lines and takes Harvey Unga with her. It's Har and Lar, a two-on-two hoops team to be reckoned with. Show us the jumper for him. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU plays Portland State tomorrow in men's hoops for the first time since 1978. Coverage begins at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. The game's at 9 on the radio and BYU TV. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with part two of our headlines. BYU football into week two of bowl game practices. The Cougars now 10 days away. From a famous Idaho Potato Bowl showdown with Western Michigan on December 21st, head coach Kalani Satake hoping to have at least one key player back from injury in Boise, the running back, y'all. There's a lot of guys that are still in the mix, so uh, we'll see. But as far as injuries and all that stuff go, we're still uh, we're feeling good about Lopini being on the field again. Um, uh, not so good about Isaiah, but we'll see uh, how it looks this next week. If Lopini plays, great news for the BYU run game. Yoli Childs was named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week yesterday. Childs averaged 31 points, 9 rebounds, and 1 monster dunk uh, against Utah State and Utah last week. Childs was also named the National Player of the Week by March Madness. Jimmer Fredette dropped 41 points, grabbed 6 rebounds, and shared the ball for 7 assists. Tis the season to share. In a 90-67 win for the Shanghai Sharks this morning, Jimmer had six steals in the game and continues to lead the Chinese Basketball Association in steals at 3.6 per game. We have a defensive agenda with Jimmer Fredette. And BYU Gymnastics begins the season ranked 24th in the Women's Collegiate Gymnastics Association preseason poll. Cougars open the season January 11th against that team up north, 5th-ranked Utah. You may have noticed it was a week full of 
Oh, my goodness, highlights for BYU basketball. Big wins, maybe the greatest dunk in program history, clutch shooting, but luckily for everyone, the posterizing does not end there. And with that, we welcome in Lauren McLean for Between the Lines. Thank you. It's good to be here. You know it's a good week to be a BYU fan when women's volleyball is in the Final Four, mm-hmm. BYU basketball beats Utah, mm-hmm. and me and Harvey Unga take on Manasse Tonga and Brandon Bradley, former football players, in a pickup game. Did you just all three those of those. No, the they're category? all on the same level. Oh, interesting. All three of okay, those. Cool. So Haran Lara's back. <laughs> By popular demand, Haran yeah. Lara's back. Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. <laughs> this is another edition of Haran Lar. My bad. This is another edition of This is the hardwood uh, classic edition that we're going to be showing you guys today. Rumor has it you're quite the baller. That's definitely a rumor. We're going to find out today. Let's go. What's your basketball background? Basketball was actually the first sport that I learned to play. Basketball was your first love. Is that fair to say? Definitely. I still love basketball. I'm not going to lie. Did you play in high school? I did, yeah, I did. I rode the bench the latter half of my uh, career. You were the football player that played basketball. Were you? Did you foul out a lot? No, yes, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So your wife plays basketball, you mentioned her. Can she beat you? Because she's a legend here. Come on. She's a legend. Come on. In a three-point contest, no. <laughs> Everything else, probably. We're going to use that for our benefit here a little later, your three-point shooting. You know what, Harv, I think it's time for us to go school some pools. Lauren McLean, every position. My specialty is pregnant and proud. Harvey Unga, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. I do it all. Manasseh Tonga, I do it all, baby. I'm the enforcer. I go hard in the paint. Brandon Bradley, shooting guard, post-game specialist. I get buckets, baby. All right, guys, rules are there ain't no rules. First one to seven wins. My type of game. Sure, we'll spot for six. <laughs> Do this. That's you, Lauren. Don't do it. Don't do, do it, it up there. I believe in so you. That is so off. Foul. Yeah, right. You're lucky I played like seven yeah, games before right. this. Brick. <laughs> oh. oh, no. All right. It's a travel. Oh, cross oh, three. Three. Ah. Cross over. Got him. See? Told you. Ooh. Finessing. Woo. So here we go. I dare you, Brandon. You dare me? Oh, do dare it. you. Do it. Uh-huh. Out ah. of his range. Told you. Shoot it. I get back to you. Okay. Ah. Shouldn't nope. have. Ah, you don't want it. My dad. Give me the larger one. Taught me this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> me. The old hook shot. The old hook shot. The hook, okay. Back it down. Nope, good hook shot too. Yeah. 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 He tried to do it. Buckets. Hey, I, nope. I think I got fouled. But no, I didn't see that. that. I dare you to shoot it again. Buckets. Oh. Ooh. I dare you. I dare you. I told you. He's not. Buckets. Every dog Wait, has his day. Nope. I think back I, see, I see a mark right here. This one was on this one. Look at that. Look at that. Easy bucket. Easy bucket. I dare you. Oh! I knew he would have made it. There you it. go. Hit it. There you go. Take it. You don't want it. Clutch time. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, that's two. That's ah! I knew it. 
Brandon, I remember the last time you made a show. <laughs> I don't think he has. I think Manasseh has a lot of points. They usually call Brandon Brick, not because of his abs, <laughs> but because of his shot. I scored five by myself. Face. Oh. Right. Long time ago. Psych. Wow. Hey, muscles, you need to chill out a little bit. Ah, that's too easy. All right, next six, six. point wins. Y'all ready to lose? Go. Baby in the cradle. Perfect. Play. You ready to lose? That's I got you. your help inside. That's you. I got your help inside. No need, no need. Oh. You all right? Ooh, I think I'm ready. You all right? Hurry! Maybe next year. You guys practice. Maybe next year. Practice up a little bit. Maybe Come next year. Again. Thanks, guys. Come again. Come see us again. This has been another great episode of Har and Lar. Har and Lar. You know, let's just, let's just forget it. But featuring Brandon Bradley and Manasseh Tonga. Guys, how do you feel after our game? I feel like we was robbed. I feel cheated. But we started out saying the rules are there ain't no rules. That is true. But thanks, guys. Next time. Appreciate the. Real. All right. B, keep working on that, Jay. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. That was on the same level, right? As beating Utah? Close to it? Yeah. All right. That's BYU on BYU crime there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's hard to compare. Yeah. That's exactly. All right. Well, next week on Between the Lines, we're going to spread some Christmas cheer by surprising a big BYU Sports Nation and Between the Lines fan. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL. Right now, that, no, right now, all the fans are like, is it me? <laughs> what? It Har- might be me. I want Har and it Lar could be part three. Is that going to happen at some point? It'll probably happen. Oh, awesome. Nice baby in the cradle card. Too. <laughs> yeah. There's no bigger deception than the... Rules are, there ain't no rules. <laughs> okay. That's what we said. For the, that's it's pick-up basketball. That's yeah, how it's, it goes. It is, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's pick-up basketball. I get it. <laughs> Coming up, BYU's leading tackler, Sione Takitaki, discusses what's at stake in the bowl game. And why was he wearing number 12 in practice? What's up with that? Will that show up in Boise when the game is played? This is BYU Sports Nation. What's up with that? Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Yo, check out BYU Sports Nation right now, right now, with Kiki Solano. She's got the latest deets, Cougar Sports. Got a social media twist, people. Watch it on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube account. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. Who is more important to the success of BYU basketball, Yoli Childs or TJ Haas? At Jason DC Ford one tweets in, Yoli, it's always the one who scores the most points. By a landslide. Is it? You can join the conversation 24-7 join on it. social media. Join it. Using the hashtag BYUSN. Sione Takitaki was wearing number 12 in practice. Mm-hmm. It made some people think, wait, did he change numbers and will that show up in the bowl game? And speaking of the bowl like game. Moore's number. What are his expectations for BYU in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl? It is... His senior day with holiday style. Sione Takitaki, one-on-one with Jerem Jordan. All right, Sione, uh, bowl game's next Friday, but how are preparations coming along for the team? Um, everything is coming, going along well. Um, just having this um, two extra weeks to, to practice or three weeks to practice has been really good. Um, we could kind of go through things, things slowly and um, 
kind of go through them and 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 uh, studying their their film is is awesome. We just got so much time, so it's good. It's always good to have extra time. The coaches always talk about that extra time and the benefit that it is. Not necessarily for the starters, but for the backups. Do you see that? Yeah. So um, the backs are get, getting a lot of reps, and uh, they're you know playing a lot here in practice. But uh, just like you know, just looking back at the Utah game, a backup had to you know come up in the game, and so. This, these next couple practices or weeks is, is really important for them. How have you seen the evolution of this team from the beginning of the year to now? Because it's, it's quite the journey. How, how have you seen this team grow? Yeah, I, I feel like it's uh, from, from game one to game now, I think that uh, we improved in a lot of areas, but um, I feel like we need to work on just a ton more. There's always room to get better. But um, like like uh, Zach said, you know, I heard one of his interviews. He said, it's, you know, the season has been a roller coaster. I feel like it's been like that. You know, we had great wins and then, you know, sucky losses. But um, we got to keep fighting. We got one more to 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 go out seven and six. So yeah. I see you're wearing the number twelve. Uh, you didn't switch numbers in the last game of your career, did you? No. Yeah. So we're just we kind of kind of thing that we do. We just kind of switch numbers around, and and I'm wearing Malik's number just here practicing. But uh. Yeah, it's a cool little tradition. Did you get to pick your number or was it just handed to you? You're, you're a senior, you know, yeah. captain. You could pick, right? Yeah, so you just kind of – I go around to the guys I like. I like everybody on the team, but, you know, just the young bucks coming up. Last week I was wearing, like, uh, Payne Wilgar. This week I'm going to wear Malik. I don't know who I'm going to wear tomorrow, but <laughs> every day I'm just figuring out, you know, which ones I feel like is going to carry on the brand. So I mean, as a middle linebacker, you're easy to spot, right? But it might be hard in film study to be like, who's 12? Oh, yeah, that's me. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, the coaches play around, too. They're like – Last week I was wearing um, Tanner Jacobson. They're like Tanner, calm down, and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty funny. Yeah. Just mail it in for a play. He gets blamed. Yeah. Um, uh, Western Michigan. Um, what do you know about them? What do you think about them as you prepare for them in a week and a half? Uh, they're a good team. Um, uh, they like to run the ball really, really well. So um, they run the ball a lot. So I feel like if we uh, stop their run, we can um, have them throw the ball. And um, I feel like they're not a really good throwing team. They do throw bombs, but. Um, here and there, but yeah, we, we want to come in, stop the run, and and go from there. There's one common opponent, Northern Illinois. They beat them. You didn't. Does it? Is that perhaps? Perhaps that's too general a statement. But do you see similarities in the way they play as a MAC team? Yeah, I feel like uh, uh, being being like they they spread the ball out. They're 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 kind of a spread team, but they run the ball. I feel I feel like they have that similar with the NIU. But um, yeah, just like you said, NIU beat. They they beat NIU and um, we lost to NIU, so it's going to be a good game. Have you soaked all this in? Because you have one more game left. You have a week and a half left of BYU football. Are you soaking this in right now? I am. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, every day I come to practice. I'm like, man, this is like, you know, I'm not going to get these these days back. So I kind of enjoy it out here when I'm with the boys. What's the schedule for you post bowl game in terms of trying to get looks in a? in a you know NFL uh, kind of prep bowl game and then obviously camps and the combine and everything? Yeah, I hear it's going to come fast. Um, I haven't really been looking into it like that, um, but I, I know right after the bowl game it's going to come pretty quick. And so um, I, I heard a couple couple days and I'll be, you know, shipped off to where I'm training and things like that. So uh, it's going to come pretty fast. Are you playing in a, in a, in a game uh, like the Senior Bowl or East West Shrine or any of those? Yeah, I'm playing in the NFL PA. Right. Um, I'm waiting for other invites, but if if that comes, you know, we'll we'll see. But right now, NFLPA, and I'm excited for that. Go out there and showcase my my talents. 
And first and foremost, I think finals come like Friday or something. Is this is this your last semester at no, BYU, or will you have another one? Yeah, I have another semester here. Um, I wish it was my last semester. <laughs> I, pl- I played I played around too much when I was a freshman, so you know. Hey, we all do it, man. Yeah, so yeah, now now it's kicking me in my tail, but um, I'll be fine. Hardest class this semester? Uh, hardest class. Um, Soch three twenty two with uh, Brother Gibbs. Um, What'd you say, Soch? So. Sociology, yeah. Sociology? Yeah, okay. 322 with Brother Gibbs. Um, I don't know. The classes, it's, it's a, you learn a lot in there, but, um, you know, once you get to the test, then you're like, what the, you know, I, I didn't, <laughs> I don't remember this, but, but he's a cool guy, so yeah. I'll be fine. I've never prayed harder than in the uh, testing center, like everybody else, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. You're like, please, I hope I pass, but, yeah, got to put in the work. Well, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Uh, good luck in Boise next week. I know you guys will have a fun week uh, next week and try and stay warm on the uh, Blue Turf. Thank you. Sione Takitaki one-on-one with Jerem Jordan. I love his story so much. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, he's been through a lot and uh, come out for the better. And let's give him some karma for his finals. I know that he's not yeah. in the studio with us, but let's, we delivered some karma to Zach. We might as well deliver some to Sione for his finals. Yes, overnight that. And for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Yeah. No, Sione's great. 99 tackles, third most in independence for any player. Um, so it's been, a, it's, it's been a big transition, too, uh, from outside linebacker and middle linebacker. He's one of the defensive MVPs there. He and Corbin Kafusi, the top two players on defense. He had the same situation uh, that uh, Harvey Longy had going from linebacker to defensive line. And then I should put Sione at running back then too to just follow the script. Back to linebacker. Yeah, yeah, maybe let him score a touchdown. I don't know. If I'm Sione, I'm like, hey, when we go up big, <laughs> I want to carry. I, I want a touchdown. I want a touchdown. That'd be awesome. He's probably earned it. Yeah. Hey, coming up, Jim Fredette goes off for 41 points, but more importantly, how many steals did he get? He's leading the league, Jerem. No shout. And another award for Yoli Childs because the dude went off last week. Details in the whip next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, Zach Selyus of BYU Basketball and Sione Takitaki repping BYU football. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast or go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Rats, we ran out of time for Dennis Pitta again. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU football begins the second week of bowl practices. They have 15 total they can use for the game as they prepare for Western Michigan on December 21st. In Boise, head coach Kalani Stake said he hopes to have Lopini Katoa at running back back for the game. Basketball. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun. Yoli Childs named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week yesterday. Childs averaged 31 points and 9 rebounds against Utah State and Utah in those two wins last week. Childs was also named the NCAA March Madness Player of the Week National Swag. Jimmer! Childs, please. Fredette scores 41 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, and a 90-67 win for the Shanghai Sharks today. Jimmer also had 6 deals in the game as he continues to lead the Chinese Basketball Association 3.6 a game. Gymnastics. The ladies of BYU Gymnastics open the season ranked 24th in the Women's Collegiate Gymnastics Association preseason poll. Cougars open their season on January 11th, hosting 5th-ranked Utah live on BYU TV. Today's rise and shout goes collectively to BYU football for delivering an elite send-off to BYU women's volleyball. If you missed it on social media 
Watch and listen to this as Matt Bushman showed up and led the Cougar football team to give the ladies some of their own karma. We as a football team wanted to come congratulate you guys for making it to the Final Four. Just the culture you guys have. You guys are really dedicated. We wish you guys the best. Hope you guys win the Natty for Get that Natty! Very cool. And, of course, Matt Bushman's wife, Emily, plays for BYU women's volleyball. Yeah, so Matt was there at uh, the games over the weekend, of course. Yeah, awesome. Aleve Hippo delivered a a fruit basket full of goodies. I I hope they actually ate that on the bus ride to the airport or something. Which, the nice thing about going to the NCAA tournament, so, so, you know, not all teams private jet their way or charter their way out, but uh, when you go to the tourney, yeah, you go out of Provo, baby. So the women's volleyball team is uh, in the air as we speak, I believe, on the way to Minneapolis. Yeah, I really like that imagery. You know, the whole one team, one chain, one program. Like unity there. One chain. Nice. I like it. More of a two chains guy, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just like that Matt Bushman brought up the culture. And I've seen great culture. quite a few of the BYU football coaches at multiple women's volleyball matches. Oh, Jack very Kamuni, supportive. Elisa yeah. Tuiaki. Yeah. I know Kalani's in on that. Like, that, it's, yes. it's a good deal. There's good uh, kind of cross-promotion and uh, support there within the athletic department. Absolutely. And Dick Carmen wrote an article in the Deseret News that was really interesting. He said, it's time, <laughs> it's essentially time for BYU to give Heather Olmstead more than blessings. <laughs> give her an increased Open up the paycheck. Yeah, so, no, she's certainly earned everything she's received. And uh, of note in the article, I didn't realize this, of the Final Four team, she's the only female head coach. So that's to be Let's noted go. as well. Well done by Heather Olmstead. And the BYU Cougars. women's volleyball. In our eyes, the darlings of collegiate volleyball. Yeah, been number one all year. Let's go, baby. Our question of the day about BYU basketball. Who's more important to the success of BYU basketball, Yoli or TJ? Richard Henry 6505 answers on Instagram. Childs is more important to this point. Haas is not far behind. His game is strong in all areas. He produces when and where he is needed. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. Jerem, do the honors. That's Wiggerstone. Tough one. I think both need to play well. I would give the slight edge to Yoli when he scores consistently. It collapses the defense, opens up the floor for the other shooters. Yeah, That's almost the right answer. That was good. TJ can create that way as well, right? <laughs> I mean, TJ <laughs> set up Yoli for the dunk heard around the sports the, world. The answer is Nick Hammer. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSM. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Fly safely, ladies, to Minneapolis. Good luck in the Final Four. We will see you tonight for the Rose Show at 8 Eastern. And a shout-out to Marty Haas. Go Cougs. What's up with that? What's up with that?